forever. Dog. It was a perfect setting for murder this week on the podcast. R.L. Stein's Ski Weekend. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are talking Ski Weekends, a Fear Street novel by R.L. Stein. <laughs> a Fear Street novel. I don't Fear know if we've novel. ever been so formal. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, but sometimes Fear you just Street, feel formal. Ski Weekend. Sometimes the mood strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, a great cover, I will say. Yes. Really one of the solid, one of the iconic cover. covers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I uh, as we were sitting down to record this I became full of rage because I <laughs> realized something. Yes. It's called ski weekend. And no one skis? Not a ski in sight. Yeah. I don't think there's a ski on the page. It's post ski weekend. I know. In I fact, was, it is them leaving the ski weekend. It's and and they don't even escape the killer on skis. Nope. You know what I'm saying? No, they don't even end up escaping. Well, the snowmobile. Okay, we have to talk about. Well, I will say <laughs> that Ariel Monroe is one of the most psychotic, in a good way, protagonists <laughs> we've ever had. Like everything she's doing, I was like, "Girl, you're nuts." <laughs> when she's like, "I got to look at that body," I was like, "Girl, what?" <laughs> And then when she's like, I gotta get on her. the snowmobile. I was she, like, You know Girl. what? She's a scientist. And she has she's a scientist's a scientist. mind. She, she and so that's why she's not afraid of dead bodies. Uh-huh. Cause she's she's uh she's familiar with the with the anatomy of the human form. I w- and here's another thing I'll say is that Ariel is unlike I feel like Richie Tankersley Cusick protagonists a lot of times are like, huh? What? I would say We're, most protagonists in this yes. genre but are Ariel of the is, what variety. <laughs> yes. Ariel is hip to what's going on the entire time. She's like, hmm. Yeah, Ariel is never, her guard is never down. That's one of the things about her is that she's like, yes, maybe a little too paranoid, a little too easily spooked. However, it works in her favor. It on does. On this ski weekend. <laughs> um, on this weekend of not ski. Uh, yeah. I, the, so I saw that it was called Ski Weekend, and I'm like, oh, maybe they're like holing up in a cabin, blah blah. And then I see that they're le- the first chapter. It's like we're leaving the ski weekend. I was like, wait, what? Here we are, post skiing. <laughs> I was like, we're not gonna see any skiing. Nope. Ugh. Okay. You know what? We see a lot of mm. driving. Oh my god, so much driving. Too uh, I would say much. Too much driving. Too much. But we can be done with the being afraid in the car far earlier. It's like four chapters of her it's going, too Doug, it's too reckless. I know. And then Red being like, um, I know more about cars. And then Doug is like, do not threaten my alpha status. <laughs> Doug Doug is really very, uh, very Sigma protective male. of that alpha status. <laughs> okay, well, let me read the back of the book here. Please do. Snowbound. <laughs> <laughs> Feels very like musical. Yeah, it does. Snowbound, the musical. Yeah, okay, so parentheses, red, or not parentheses, quotations. Mm -hmm. Red, Porter, (laughs) was a stranger they'd met on their ski weekend. See, I should have known, I should have known that they had met on the ski weekend, ski weekend over. Yeah. Yeah, it does make it, the the back of the book isn't lying. No. So at least there's that. (laughs) Small, small favors. Uh, 
But Ariel Monroe, this is the other part. I didn't actually know their last names until I read the back of the book. So when I said Ariel Monroe yeah, I earlier. I, I was surprised. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. Monroe? <laughs> You're startled. Is it Ariel Monroe. Ariel Monroe. Uh, Doug Marr and his girlfriend Shannon Harper were grateful that he was there when they set out for home on the icy roads. Thank heaven for Red. He spotted the Hilltop Lodge when they were stranded by the blizzard. He took charge when they stumbled into strange surroundings, scared, tired, and looking for refuge. But can he save them when their refuge becomes a trap? Suddenly their hosts are acting very sinisterly. Doug's car is gone. The phones are dead. And the house is full of guns! If they steal <laughs> one, maybe they can escape until a shot is fired and real terror begins. I truly hated almost all of these. Well, no, I, I guess I just hated Doug and Lou enough that I it was spilling over onto everyone else. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. It was a uh, contact high. Because I do, I was not annoyed by Red. No. Unfortunately, he is one of the villains. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, he was helpful, though. I was like, okay, good red herring. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Not. He was like a red herring in that he wasn't, you know? Oh, yeah, he's not a red herring. He's yeah. a good... Sorry, I'll, I'll amend that to say good secret villain boyfriend material. Yeah. Yeah. Because he also is not, he doesn't ever. Because I understood why she was into him. Yeah, because he was like sure of himself and he was sure of himself because he was a villain. Mm -hmm. um, He's cute. He is cute. And he was actually I, described in a cute way. Yeah, he was. And he had like picked them out from the very beginning. So it's not like he all of a sudden turned on them. It was like. He had gone up to the lodge to find people to pin this death on. He had a plan. He did. And we love a man with a plan. <laughs> I hated Doug a lot. Except you know how to make God laugh. Make a plan. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh, yep. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and uh, Sorry, I, I, you, you started to say something about Doug. Oh, just that I hated him. Mm -hmm. I hated hate Doug. Doug. Hate Doug, hate a sense of humor. Um... I hated his humor. It real classic R.L. Stein guy making jokes that he finds hilarious and that others are annoyed by. <laughs> yes, where he he's like, I'm, and and I actually respected this about Ariel too, where she was like, look, he's not a terrible guy, but his macho shit turns me off. So like, I like that she hated mm -hmm. that. Yeah, same. Because she was like, I, honestly, like for how much I like disliked this book, um. She was actually, I liked her. I liked Ariel. Yeah, as a protagonist, um, a little bit different. I liked the whole, like, she wants to be a scientist, and so she is sort of looking at everything very <laughs> analytically. Yeah. And, and, and it gives a good reason for, like, why she understands that, like, the body had to have been dead for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked, too, that it made her kind of creepy. Like, everyone was like, oh, well, that's just Ariel. She, like, <laughs> isn't creeped out by dead bodies. Because she wants to be a scientist. It is a little funny, like, okay, what kind of scientist? I know. I'm like, what? Like, oh, no, what wait. do we want? No, she wants to be a doctor. Oh, no, she wants to be a doctor. It is yeah. sad. Never mind. She I take wants it back. To be, she wants to be a doctor, but she considers herself a scientist. Yeah, it's just currently. how many times it's like, science, scientist, scientific. I was yeah. like momentarily forgetting that it it did actually get specific. Well, because they only say doctor once. Where she's like, I'm, I want to be a doctor, mm -hmm. so I'm very scientifically minded. And then from then on, she's like, scientist. That's me, the scientist. Hi, I it's just me, the scientist. don't think of doctors being classified so much as a scientist. <laughs> right. I think I don't. doctor. I think doctor. 
I think clinician, I think doctor, I think medical. Physician. And I understand it's science. I do. I, yes. I'm not saying it's not. Yes. It's just that that's not linguistically how we tend to. The con- connotation. Refer to. Right. The desire to be a doctor. Because if I were to say scientist, right, you're picturing what? Lab, Lab. coat, beakers, pouring something I'm into another a thing. Chemist. I'm picturing a mm. physicist. I'm okay. picturing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a researcher of some kind, someone Same. who's measuring yeah, things. I'm, yeah, somebody who works for a pharmaceutical company. Sure. Oh, you've got Bunsen burners. Mm-hmm. And you have those things that are like, okay, it's like a plastic box, but then there's gloves that you can like put your hands through to go into the box. Yes, yes, yes. Because what's inside, you cannot reveal yourself to. You cannot reveal it. You have to keep yourself <laughs> hidden from it. <laughs> Shh. Shh. Don't let it know. Yeah, we can't startle the specimen. Don't let the specimen over here. <laughs> Don't reveal yourself. <laughs> I guess I meant expose. Keep yourself hidden. <laughs> But you you also can't Hello. reveal yourself. Hello. I think. <laughs> Nobody worry. I'm no looking at the specimen. It's just you. <laughs> You're all alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so that's sure. a little she's funny. a scientist. <laughs> she's a scientist. She um so yeah, she's like constantly analyzing things. And she's always expecting the worst. Yes. And she's always well, going to worst case scenarios. Which we saw ended not well for her and her BF. Mm-hmm. Who decided to leave the ski weekend. Randy. Which also I was like, why are we even having him in the picture at all? Yeah, why does he exist? Because <laughs> there's no there's no consequences. Um, I guess she wants yeah, to. Yeah, it's not like we ever meet him. Mm. I guess so she's like conflicted about being attracted to red. Yeah, and so that's why she's not like fully all over red. Yeah, totally going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> and like, you know, it just kind of shows that she cuz she also hmm, I don't get why he was the way he was though, you know? Randy? Yeah, like or red. Randy. Because he's just like, I'm leaving. I'm getting out. I guess him storming off makes her more likely to welcome Red into the group. Yeah. Because he's cute. He shows up right at the right time. He listens to her, whereas like Randy doesn't. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah, to make the villain seem that much more appealing. Yeah. And to kind of show that she's stubborn, too, because she gets in that argument with him and doesn't even care that they're in public. And then as soon as it's over, she's like, oh, fuck, that's really embarrassing. Yeah. So it's like shows that she's like, like, what's the word? Um, like strong, strong headed. Yeah. Hot headed and like strong willed and like doesn't, you know, she because that's the Stubborn. other thing is like, yeah, because when she wants to stare at the body, she's like, everyone's like, no. And she's like, OK. And then does it anyway. Yeah. Instead of listening, like she is not the type to just like go along with what people want. Like she's very like, for example, when she's worried about Eva. She's like, okay, I'm just going to go upstairs and see what's up with her. Yeah. Okay, how funny was that fake out, though? When she's like, oh, I thought she was dead because she was laying there with her eyes open. That's so and, stupid. And then he was like, I sleep with my eyes the open. The second she walked into that room, I was like, this bitch sleeps with her eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, Classic Arlstein fake outs in this one. 
Too many yeah. of them. What were the other ones? I can't even well, remember the, the other ones. the number of close calls they had in that fucking car. Oh, yeah. They constantly think they're going to crash and stuff, and they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book starts out with um, Ariel, Doug, Shannon, and Red are in the car, and Doug's driving. And um, Doug's like driving really recklessly and being like too dangerous and like just laughing everything off. He's like this throughout the entire book. He puts everyone in danger at all times and doesn't care. And And everyone's like, terrible, stupid jokes that are non jokes. They're non jokes. They're just some typical R.L. Stein non jokes. And then Lou. Ugh. I mean, we'll talk about him, but my God. So they were like, um, like in the car it's really scary and then they they can't because they, they can't see anything it's like a whiteout mm-hmm. so then red's like oh let's take this county road because they scoop them what is it called you scoop the road uh Shovel. snow plow <laughs> <laughs> he's like they plow them more frequently and so let's take this road oh my gosh look at this cabin uh people around here are really nice they'll take us in and they go there and from the from the start ariel's like this is weird which i actually i really liked because i feel like in other books they would like have the character notice but not understand what she's processing but here she Mm -hmm. like sees all this stuff and is like this is fucking weird you guys yeah so like straight away they get in and Everyone's really cold. And the guy, Lou, is wearing a jacket that's, like, too small for him. And um, she's like, that's weird. And then she's she comes into the kitchen to see Eva. Um, and Eva's like, or she's like, can you make me, can I make myself some tea? I'm, like, really fucking cold. And Eva's like, oh, I'll make it for you. But she can't find the tea. And Ariel's like, okay, like, that's why a, would you not? Yeah, that's very observant. That's really observant. I like Ariel was very smart. And I will say also to Eva's credit, she had a good cover for it. Yes, she did. Because she's like, oh, he never puts he, things yeah, he back. He never remembers to put things back where they go after he's used them. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Good cover. Yeah. Right, yeah. It is a cover, but. Yeah. You're not getting me, Eva. <laughs> this is yeah. my first rodeo. Yeah. And also, I mean, and that's the other thing that Ariel, like the way she responds to that too is kind of like, okay like maybe you know like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like okay you'll you'll buy me my suspicion for now but like i still i've still got my eye on you yeah this is weird and then uh she comes back out oh and that's actually when uh lou like puts on a jacket and it's like way too small for him and he's like this is weird oh and then he's like oh i love skiing i haven't gone skiing in years but there's ski tags on the jacket and Ariel's like, what? Like, why would he have those on his jacket? Um, and she does tell this to everyone later. And mm. Shannon kind of is like, this is a little bit weird. But then Doug's like, oh, you're just blowing it out of proportion. And Red's like, it's fine. But Doug immediately, okay, when they were wrestling, I was like, what's happening? That was <laughs> insane. <laughs> that everyone just lets to- that happen as though this is normal in any way. In any way. Like the second like, two, d- w- one of my friends yes. and a bizarre Str- older man who we have Stranger. just met. Just met. like, let's wrestle. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, mm, oh, no, no, not, no, 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 no,
let's not guys it's guys, okay we, we don't have to insane <laughs> like no fucking way are you gonna wrestle this stranger yeah and maybe okay i we've we've we we've had it confirmed that we do have straight cis male listeners like yes, four confirmed hello to you upwards four. of five upwards of as as many as six as many as six if you tell me seven i'm not i'm gonna start not believing you i'd like to see receipts <laughs> but we have so you've confirmed to us that you've never sucked on your male friend's neck uh-huh would you mm. or have you yeah sure and ever. no judgment if you have because i know we just called yeah. it insane yeah but like i'm not a cis male so like maybe i don't understand what it's like right, right, to right, have, right, right, like, right, right, right. um you know <laughs> those hormones maybe, yeah maybe there's some kind of also maybe there's my some body the socialization yeah and the social and, and the like from birth right like i don't know what effect toxic masculinity had on you that like if you were hunkering down sure with a stranger with many guns <laughs> with many guns who loves to tell stories about people friends dying, dying friends dying laughing and then laughing afterward cackling would you wrestle them to prove a in, point <laughs> in front of a fire like that i don't know i was scared when, about the fire when I thought you have, fall in the fire when your car has been pushed into a ravine right at this point and there are like six people and who could have done it and the phones don't work right and their jeep is broken right and there's no way out would you wrestle this man right as a cis male let us right. know tweet let us know us. tweet at us tell us TikTok would us. you would, would you wrestle video, tag us in it yeah <laughs> would you wrestle account. would you wrestle a strange older gun owner man yes or no in a cabin <laughs> strange older gun owner man after a ski weekend would you do that after a ski weekend it's not currently <laughs> a ski weekend no no but after i don't want to know if you would do it during during no because that weekend. doesn't that's count. not the question the question is, would you do it after a ski weekend? Yeah. Trapped mm -hmm. with this man. Do you think that's know. a good idea? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then he possibly like breaks Doug's leg. Like he like sprains his knee. But it turns out he sprained it. But like, what's you don't get a crack from a sprain, do you? Um. Well, <sighs> you can hear crack. You can hear. Sorry, I'm like really adjusting myself here. Okay. You can hear a um are you sitting on your nuts? that is huh you're sitting on your nuts you need to readjust yeah yeah um you can you can pop your you can hear a pop that's so loud that maybe you think it's a crack oh okay because when i sprained my ankle really fucking badly there were like three loud fucking pops okay well question asked and, and answered yeah so that's usually the sound of a tendon snapping mm. um or tearing um, I've never sprained anything to that degree, so. Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever sprained anything. I, I've sprained my ankle a couple are times. two things I have yet to experience. Like, I've never I've broken a bone. through some physical nonsense. Mm -hmm. Somehow, not that. Although I think maybe I broke my coccyx. Hard to tell. Can't really tell. Ooh. My mom broke her coccyx when she was 10. She was running around a pool mm. and slipped and fell. Mm. And it is the reason she has horrible back problems now. It didn't start to be a problem until about three, four years ago. Yeah. And now it's a really serious problem. She like can't be up and about for more than 10 minutes. Oh, that's horrible. It's really hard. 
And that then sucks. she's got arthritis in her hips now. She fell in the shower the <gasps> other day. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm worried. Poor mom. Poor mom. Um, she's 73. That's no joke to fall in the shower. No, 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 no. Don't like it. No. Um, and she's like not an old I mean, lady. That, yeah. She's like, like her energy is not that of like an old lady. I know. Really upsetting. I know. My mom is 72 and it's like, I feel the same. Yeah. Where I'm like. You feel like you've always felt to me. Yeah. She still feels as young. Like, I feel like my did. mom's like 50. Yeah, same. Yeah. And, and and she retired and she had all these plans to like take vacations and like really live it up. And then all of these health problems set in. It's mm, horrible. <laughs> Something I might <laughs> keep doing right now is like, mm, well, you know, we're middle-aged parents now, so... <laughs> And sad thing is we are. As middle-aged I am a middle-aged mother. Wow. We're not young parents. Well, because young parents I'm are like 20. Parent. I know, but I feel like I'm a young mother. I know. Well, not, but you, you old, are I'm very sprightly. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I, d- I mean, I guess because like, I feel like I'm me always and I feel like my friends are always them. And so it just, it doesn't feel, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like we're getting older. We just always feel like ourselves. Yep. But, exactly. Um, my mom warned me of that years ago. Really? That you wouldn't realize it? Like 20 years ago. She was like, yeah, you don't ever feel like you're your age. You yeah. just always feel like you. And I was like, yeah. oh, no. I know. She's right. I know. I know. I know. Um, You know, Doug, no, Lou, reminded me. So I think I've told you this, maybe. I said it on the podcast, possibly. Um, So my mom. Like that tweet. <laughs> it is like that tweet. Uh, my mom, um, every like Thanksgiving, always invites some strange man. <laughs> what? <laughs> so there's every Thanksgiving, there's just like this weird guy. <laughs> Wait, the same weird guy? No, different weird guys. Huh? Well, Where they're just find like, them. Like either On okay, weird man. <laughs> Okay, weird man. <laughs> okay, we need to film a commercial for Okay, Weird Man, where it's like, are you looking for a weird guy to invite to Thanksgiving to freak your family out? <laughs> Try Okay, Weird Man. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Um, we should just seriously do that. Uh, we should write it. I'll shoot it. Um, that is so seriously. Let's. Write it. That is so funny to me because, okay, because it's so true. Because I think also, so a lot of times this is a phenomenon and it's not in this case for me, but many times it is this phenomenon in, for uh, women that go to church where they find this like loner at their church and they're like, you have nowhere to go for the holidays. Like come to my house with my family. So Mm, then this weird man comes (laughs) comes to Thanksgiving. So my mom will usually meet these people uh, where she was doing, uh, they're usually teachers. She picks up church orphans. Right. People that can't even be invited at a church. <laughs> so it's like people, so usually she'll do, because um, she did this like charity thing. I forgot what it was, but it was some kind of like charity thing where all these teachers were doing it. Um, and she like meets different people there or there are other teachers at her school. Uh, she's retired now, but so that's I. So it used to be people at school, other weird teachers that had nowhere to go, or now it's been this charity thing she's been doing. Um, 
because she she does a variety of things like she volunteers at the hospital and she does like different things so uh one year it was like this guy who was like telling this story about this time that he uh he was serving i think it in a war (laughs) of some kind and he like was saying that there were these dogs that were always in the house that they were staying at so then they locked all the doors to the house and like killed the dogs and like was telling i'm sorry what yeah seriously and he was like laughing telling the story everyone else is horrified and no this one fucking Earl Stein character. i know and and no one fucking says anything and he's like oh what, like oh the room really went dead and i was like yeah you can't undrop a bomb you just said you killed <laughs> yeah fucking just dogs. like all those dogs exactly and i literally said that to him and he's like oh come on what are you talking about and i was like you're s- insane yeah like and i was the only person fucking saying anything and everyone was just like oh, well, no. yeah and they were afraid he's gonna murder them that's true i guess i had no fear you're the ariel i am the ariel and then and then uh uh he left later and i was like mom this man is like not allowed in our house anymore <laughs> and she was like oh he was just joking i was like are you insane no. i was like even if he was joking that's not a joke you're saying you're killing that's a bunch of funny. fucking dogs and she was like yeah that was pretty weird and i was like yeah thank you and then another year, another dog-related thing. No. I mean, this wasn't... You'll see. <laughs> so, um, uh, for those who don't know, I'm Asian. <laughs> okay. So, you know where this is going. So brave. You're so brave. Thank you. Thank you, thank, like you thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, proud of you. a lot of my family friends are uh, Asian as well, but um, uh, ethnically Chinese um uh and they're adopted and live here uh and um so this is all relevant so this man there's this man that my mom (laughs) invited wild if it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) anyway so i'm just setting the scene so (laughs) so there are six asians in the room and four white people no six (laughs) white people (laughs) Mm, okay what was i i guess ethnically they were (laughs) i'm just obsessed with what everyone is ethnically irish (laughs) because <laughs> i have had people be like like uh one of my exes his aunt i was the only i was like the 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 mo- most ethnic person in the room everyone else is very white sure yeah and i remember she was like you know we just got a new girl started at work she's asian to me I, and i was like okay why i was like oh why? okay <laughs> it's like my dad how every time <laughs> he ha- he mentioned his girlfriend marilette he would say my Filipino girlfriend. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Unnecessary dad. And we've met her. We've met Marilette. Yeah, we've you, met Marilette. You know she's we've met her. I'm aware. Um, congrats. Congrats. <laughs> what a coup. It's like those guys that are like, I'm not racist. I have an Asian wife. Okay. Yes. So this man, he was like, this strange man. Uh, he was like, we're all sitting down to eat. And this is apropos of nothing. We are just enjoying our meal and he looks around and also the whole time he had just like been talking at people and like telling his entire life story like that kind of guy mm-hmm. um and this was a man that my mother had met through some charity thing and then he like looks around the room and he like like nods i just still remember this so clearly he like nods as if he's like this is gonna be the thing that like brings us all together and he like looks at <laughs> all of us and he goes you know in some asian countries 
dog is considered a delicacy. No. Yeah. And we were like, and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then a couple of people were like, okay. And he's like, he's like, just thought I'd share that. Puts a little perspective on it, doesn't it? And I was like, on what? What are you talking about? You're so weird. (laughs) So anyway, I'm excited to see what strange man my mother will bring to Thanksgiving this year. Wow. There's always someone new. Especially in the age of COVID. That is a wild thing to do. Oh, yeah. Well, that was because we didn't do a big thing for Thanksgiving two years ago. Last year, we did do something. Oh, but there was no strange man this year. Harder to find strange men in the era of COVID. You mm-hmm. know who's been impacted the hardest <laughs> for COVID? Strange men. <laughs> strange men. Um, church orphans. Church orphans. Uh, but Adult uh, male church orphans. Adult male church orphans. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb mm-hmm. and say that of our listeners, there's not one adult male church or orphan. I Maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe one. Not more we than one, might, We might have a Lou listener. <sighs> Lou to me is adult male church or yes. Oh God, orphan energy. Lou would be brought to Mother's he is Thanksgiving. A M C O. He is big A M C O. Amco energy. <laughs> <laughs> he is that guy who would be at yeah. your Thanksgiving. Mother would bring him to Thanksgiving, and Mother. we'd all be like, "What's <laughs> happening here? Who is this?" And this is the other thing. My mom will invite these strange men. And then do nothing to to hang out with them. To, to like, like integrate like, them. <laughs> it it she will just dump them onto us and it's like, oh, I guess I have to talk to this fucking guy. Oh, that who's is like, so like post it up. energy suck. And he will like post up in the middle of the fucking room or like sit in the chair that's in the middle so that everyone has to fucking talk to him. Or like hang out by the crudite and you're like, oh uh-huh. hi. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you were in the war? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> mm. Yes, mm. I guess some cultures do eat dog. Your girlfriend is Asian. Congrats. But she's not here. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Mm. Oh, she lives she lives in Thailand. Oh, but your family loves her family loves you? Mm. <laughs> mm. Okay, yeah. Oh, she's going to move here soon. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. You just have to get some funds together. <laughs> wow yeah oh you guys have been dating for eight years on the internet (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay that's cool oh you're learning you're learning vietnamese for her (laughs) oh you're gonna show me that's okay Mm. you know five words congrats okay great and one of the words is pho okay (laughs) yeah that's cool Uh uh-huh no it is a beautiful culture yeah it's really beautiful (laughs) oh yeah all Asian cultures are beautiful. I agree. Yeah, that's yeah. Not mm, like here. <laughs> not like here. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it is different. It's really different. Oh yeah, like yeah. Mm. Well, I'm gonna um leave. Check on the turkey. <laughs> I'm just gonna um. I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see if my mom wants to talk about my divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just. I just remembered I should remind my mom I'm divorced. I will be right back. <laughs> Man, we are writing this sketch as we speak, Lindsay. <laughs> we need to to write this. It's so funny. Um, okay, weird guy. Uh, okay, weird guy. Uh, okay, well, anyway, that's Lou. That is Lou. 
like deeply also he beats up eva oh yeah he hits eva i don't understand why eva and red are willing to associate with this man yeah it didn't you know it would have made sense if he had something on them i guess because he was helping he was the one who helped them get their inheritance right because he was the one who killed (sighs) the thing is like so they kill Eva's brother, Jake, because I guess Jake was just like slowly stealing Eva and Red's inheritance. So I guess Red is also her brother. Mm-hmm. Which we find out. I feel like they didn't need Lou for this. No. I wonder Lou's if the it's... one who took it to murder town. Yeah. Unnecessary. Take mm-hmm. it to the courts. Mm-hmm. Do I think the courts are perfect? No. Better than murder, though. I mean, especially better than murder and having to cover it up. Yeah. Murder and then roping in some teenagers to frame them <laughs> yeah that plan i have to say red i have notes on that this was plan wild like That's i would be plan. like why like why do not understand why they well, red it's not didn't want to do that plan. why oh it wasn't red's plan no because he because when they oh, were fighting at the end <laughs> when they start arguing mm-hmm. uh red is like i told you we should have just buried him and left it and then oh okay um yeah you're lou right. was I like in now. the fucking snow and then the snow melts like come on we need to frame these people <laughs> put him in the fucking lake dude do anything else with them chop him up in tiny pieces flush like, him down the toilet i don't know if what to you tell don't you. like if you don't like the idea of burying him in the snow come up with a different where you're burying him don't come up with let's frame some random teenagers <laughs> Let's bring random teenagers that could overpower us, one of which could try to, when she was, when, when she gets on that snowmobile and tries to run them over, I was like, this girl's crazy in a good way. Yes. I was like, I love this. Ariel. Pro Ariel. See, this is why maybe I didn't hate this book so much because I was so pro Ariel. I was angry yeah, that nothing happened. I can see that. Yeah. Nothing. The problem is nothing happens. We've got a, a solid protagonist in a nothing book. And an, and an a, interesting concept. concept. Yeah. Yeah. Of getting, like, your car breaking down, taking refuge in this cabin, and then you can't escape the cabin. That's a solid horror plot. Yeah. Have you seen... Sorry, there's a very loud helicopter outside. Um, Have you seen the movie... Oh, my God. I just saw it. It is called... It is a movie. Um, It is called... called, It has a name. uh, Yeah, yeah. I just watched it. It has a really long cold open. I want to say, like... 20 to 30 minutes before title card. Uh, it is not fresh. Horror? It's horror. It's... Oh, Empty Man. Empty Man. No, I've never even heard of it. Okay. I think it just left HBO Max. Mm. Surprise, surprise. What didn't? What didn't. Um, and I think it doesn't exist in physical form anywhere. <laughs> Fuck David yeah. Zaslav. Yeah. Um, Took but Infinity if you, Train off HBO Max. This man is my enemy. This man is personally my, yeah, my personal enemy. Mine enemy. Like an actual yeah. personally has wronged me. Mm-hmm. Personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that that movie, I think that the first, that the cold open is better than the rest of the movie. And I kind of wish that it was just a short film because it it's so cool um, and really scary. Um, but it is, it reminds me of that a little bit where they're like, hiking in these uh in 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 this like super high up altitude like snow and then they come upon a cabin and they go in there and then like scary things happen and they can't leave um and then they do try to leave and bad things happen um and then all of a sudden it turns into like a early 2000s crime thriller and you're like what's happening here (laughs) uh but it was cool and i recommend it um if only for the first 20 minutes um but anyway these teens they're stuck it's scary. Um, 
Eva is like, doesn't seem, oh, Red is like, I overheard Eva and Lou talking. They want to kill us or rob us and then leave us to die. So we should get out of here. Um, and also like Red is doing a, Red's doing a lot of work, I think. Red is busy. He's busy because he has to like come up with things on the fly and like maneuver the teens. He's like, definitely doing the lion's share of, of the work on this plan. Yeah. Um, he like, they pretend that the Jeep does, oh, either him or Lou is the one who pushes the car into the ravine so that they can't it was leave. Him. It was him. It was him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, God, he's doing so much. Yeah. And then he, uh, he also fixes the Jeep and then, because he's good with cars. That's the thing that mm -hmm. he keeps saying, I'm good with cars. Fixes the Jeep. So then it's they try. It's funny that he fixes the Jeep when it is, he is trying to keep them there. I know. Well, maybe he doesn't actually fix it because they never get in it. Or maybe well, he was never broken. They get in it, but they don't have the keys. <laughs> That's right. They're like, oh, the keys are so, inside. yeah, maybe he didn't fix it. Maybe it was a lie. Yeah. Or maybe it was right. never mm -hmm. broken because they never try to use it. Mm. They're just like, oh, it's broken. Yeah, Lou was just lying. Mm -hmm. Wait, so when they saw the ski mask man in the window the first time, mm -hmm. was that just the body? No, it was red. So he... Or, oh, it was Lou or red. Dressed up pretending red. to be. Yeah. So then it was definitely red because red comes in right after. Yeah, it was red. So he was pretending red to be the guy busy. that they've killed. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So mm -hmm. they finally like get in the car. They're like, oh no, we don't have the keys. Oh no, there's a man with a gun. And then Doug, who's stolen Lou's gun, shoots him in a panic. The guy just plops down and immediately Ariel's like, not enough blood. <laughs> She's like, that's weird. There's not enough blood. I have to figure this out later. Mm -hmm. Smart. I know. She's and she's scientist. like, I can't wait to look at that body. <laughs> mm -hmm. So she does. She's like a real Dr. Quinn. Medicine, medicine woman. woman over here. What was it? Doctor. doctor. It was, it was. Was it Michael Crichton? Michael Crichton, medical man. <laughs> <laughs> and it was confirmed by a listener that that episode of Public Domain Theater is this also the one where we do the ant. Musical. Oh, the 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 bug wedding, the discordant bug musical. Yeah, <laughs> the prince is getting married. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a fun podcast. That was uh, less work, much less, <laughs> much less. We chose the wrong one, Kelly. I know, we but one the of them one. was one of them. You know, we chose our firstborn. Mm hmm. Had to. Mm hmm. And our second board. We uh, have shelved in the attic. I know. Patreon. We'll get to s hide behind Patreon. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the original reason we came up with that podcast mm -hmm. for the Patreon. Mm -hmm. And Brett tricked us into making it a full podcast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, she's a real Dr. Quinn. Goes back, looks at the body. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to fall Realizes. asleep until midnight. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to come back and get my hands on this bod. So I was very smart to realize that the reason it didn't bleed profusely is because it was already dead. Yeah. And she's like, well, I, I felt bad for Doug in that moment when he shoots. Yeah. Because he like, really oh, thought he fuck, killed someone. I got scared and I thought it was Lou. Yeah. It's just some guy. And he's really I liked that. That's when the macho shit starts to fall away. Because mm -hmm. there is a moment where he's just like, yeah, I just don't know what to do. And Ariel's like, oh, my God, like. It's fine. He's not doing that shit anymore. I'm so happy. Yeah. 
It's like when you get down to it, it really is just posturing. Did you feel like she was going to end up with Doug? Kind of. At the end? They have, she talks about at the beginning of the book about how they have a brother-sister dynamic. Yeah. But I think she's covering. I think so too. I think she's covering. Oh, and I wanted to read, I took a screenshot of the exchange about her name because it was so fucking dorky. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's when she's oh, going yeah. to get the oh, tea yeah. at the very beginning. So um, he walked over to the corner, bent down and picked up the trap with the dead mouse pinned inside. Like a snack with your tea? Ugh, you're really gross, I said, moving my head away. You are really an insensitive clod. That made him grin even more. He walked over to the double sink, opened the cabinet door beneath it and tossed the dead mouse in a trash can. Well, maybe I'm not as sensitive as you, Ariel. Nobody is. I'd known Doug since third grade, long before I'd known Shannon. Alert, 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 alert. She is asserting prior claim. We'd gotten used to talking to each other this way, sort of like brother and sister. I had no choice. I had to be sensitive, I said. I mean, my parents named me after Shakespeare. Your name is Shakespeare? And this was a running gag with us. We'd gone through this routine a million times, but we both still thought it was a riot. The kettle started to whistle. I tossed my hair behind my shoulders and walked over to the big stove to make my tea. I'm Ariel the Sprite, I said. Watch how you talk to a Sprite. I could go for a Sprite right now. I'm dying of thirst, Doug said. He laughed and slapped the counter. I wonder if we'd ever grow tired of that awful joke. And I was like, well, I'm tired of it now, bitch. Please stop this yeah charade and just bone already i know i was like literally you want his d because that's the only reason Mm -hmm. why you would think this shit is funny it's not funny it's dumb yeah you guys are corny af and not even like cute corny you're like this This is is like like two dumb people this is like a joke just for you guys it is a non-joke keep it that way you know (laughs) don't make me be involved in it yeah i don't and then at the end when he like saves her Mm-hmm. Or rather, she, dude. Also, when she was like, "I'm gonna distract them by like going on this snowmobile," like you guys try and run away. I was like, "Oh my god, Ariel, you're so brave!" But she didn't even think twice. I really liked her. I really did. Yeah, I'm pro Ariel. And then, but yeah, then when she's like on the uh, the black ice, and then um. She's like running towards him and then he grabs her right at the last moment and they've got like their arms around each other. I was like, Ariel? Mm-hmm. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here, I'm gonna even, I'm gonna read it. Okay. Please do. Uh, Run, Ariel, it's going to give way, Doug shouted. He held his hands out to me. Mm, blah, blah, blah. She's looking around. I followed Doug's advice. I started to run. I was almost there, just a few yards from Doug's outstretched hands. Another crack, again, like thunder. Um, I could feel the ice breaking up. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I am going to make it. I reached forward and grabbed Doug's hands. He pulled me onto land just as I felt the entire section beneath my feet give way. Um, I looked back and saw chunks of ice bobbing and swaying like a gigantic ice cubes in an enormous drink. I smiled at Doug holding onto his shoulders. Nice catch. I said that. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Just bone already. And then this part. So then, you know how he usually does all the cheesy jokes. Mm hmm. The last part of the book, okay? And finally, here we were on our way to our homes in Shadyside. I don't believe it, Doug had said, leaning forward. The road's been plowed. The road crew waited until it was time for us to leave, Shannon said, resting her head against the seat back. Hey, what are you guys doing next weekend? I asked, leaning forward between the front seats. I don't know. Why? Shannon asked. How about a ski weekend? I suggested, laughing. Doug and Shannon didn't think it was funny. I have something for you, Doug said seriously. With his left hand on the wheel, he reached over, opened the glove compartment, and pulled out a snowball. Without taking his eyes off the road, he reached back and rubbed it in my face. I guess I deserved it. 
I decided I'd get him back the first time we stopped. Like, girl, awaken yourself to your feelings. <laughs> you want to bang this guy. Acknowledge. Acknowledge that you want to bang a corny ass fool. Because to keep interacting with this boy no other in reason. this manner when your friend is in yeah. a relationship with him is frankly inappropriate. Can you imagine you're Shannon in that moment? How left out would you feel? It's too, the sexual energy <laughs> is too much. I'd be like, um, okay, get a room. <laughs> I'd be like, guys. It's, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't condone it. But you should consummate it. Consummate yeah. it and free us all from having to witness free, these exchanges. Free us all. Oh my God. Because it's it is because a thing. Like, it's like they're they're just reaching so hard for like they're so bad at flirting. Yes. And they're subjecting all of us to it. That, yeah, that it's just like it's painful. Whereas if they were actually together, they wouldn't have to be like working this hard to share these moments. Dude, it reminds me of, you know, like um fuck. Uh, 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 love is blind where like the guy will be like oh baseball <laughs> hope i hit a home run with you and the girl's like hang on you're so funny <laughs> i'm like what oh my god the wit <laughs> oh my god i love a funny guy and he's like what are you wearing and she's like hm, leggings and he's like hot <laughs> or so episodes of mm. Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. That show is wild. The, yeah. The, the amount of work everybody is doing to convince themselves that they have fallen in, in love, love already. And the thing in is, love. you're on camera. So we see your face when I you see them for see. the first time. Mm -hmm. And that you are deeply disappointed. Yeah. And I can also see your expression as you say this and the fear in your eyes. Yes. And the desperation to be famous. Yes. And like reality shows don't get you famous anymore. Learn your lesson, people. The thing is, it still works for some people. That's the thing. You're like better off just trying to hit on TikTok. Yeah, honestly. Um, because the hit ratio on becoming famous off a reality show is not in your favor anymore. Just do it for your appearance fee. You know what I'm saying? The, going on any reality show. Yeah. Guarantee fame. Yeah. Yeah. No more. No more. Fame no more. Mm. Alas. Um, Movie stars barely exist anymore. I know. There is no true A-list, All of our I movie feel. stars are still from the 90s. Yep. Hey, are you going to watch that uh, Julia Roberts? Uh, oh, yes, I will. George Clooney movie? So will I. Because here's the thing. God bless. We're thirsty bless. for their return. And like truly, we know this is the kind of movie you can watch with everybody in your family. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As opposed to when I watched Watchmen with my family in the theater. Uh, raw dog and <laughs> raw dog and doggy style. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, what a nightmare that was, huh? Oof. Oof. How old were you at the time? <laughs> you were young. Mm, no, no, I was. Uh, well, let's see. When? No, you were young. Watchmen in the theater. Hey Siri, what year did Watchmen come out? Oh nine. So I was like twenty one, twenty two. Oh, okay, I thought you were at the end of your teens, but you were at the beginning of your twenties. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was so sitting next to my so dad. So awful. <laughs> uh, well, better than my dad, who like would call me and talk my ear off for twenty minutes about how much he loved Zach and Mary make a porno. 
Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, my like word. dragging us all to go see Don't Mess With the Zohan. <laughs> <laughs> but, and yet, meanwhile, he forced us all to walk out of Dumb and Dumber when they were sharing a hot tub together. Really? Yeah, it got real homophobic for a second. Made us all walk out. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Because I was like, that's 11. also not actually. No, it's not inappropriate yeah. at all. They're just in a hot tub together. I think yeah. he thought it was going to turn Yeah, he didn't sexual. know where it was going to go. Yeah. But like, he also, he's the one who made us go see it. I know. Me, my mom, and sister were not, <laughs> were not begging. When I was a to go kid. See it, but he comes to visit to San Diego, forces us all to go see Dumb and Dumber, and then forces us all to walk to out. To leave. What do you want? Get it, get it, it straight. Wild. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I got really upset at the dead bird part. <laughs> mm, that makes sense. I was like, that's so mean. And I was mm-hmm. like, the kid doesn't even know it's dead and it's dead. And like, I was like disturbed by it being dead. I don't know. Sure. Let's see. How old would I have been? Hey, Siri, what 94. year did Dumb and Dumber come out? You say 94? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see what she says. No, I know it was 94. Mm-hmm. I'm looking December at it. December 16, 1994. <laughs> I'm not. I don't just remember. I I was looking at IMDb because I I said I was 11 and then I was like, was I 11? I was. 94, I would have been. Very small. Six. (laughs) So I was disturbed, deeply disturbed. Makes sense. You were six. Yeah, I was six. I was like, me, the birdie. I do. I often forget that there is a fairly large gap between us. I know. Is it because I'm an old soul? Yes. It is. You're a groomer. <laughs> You're very mature for your age. Wow, you've heard of the Beatles? You're so mature for your age. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's wow. so cool. I have some of their records. We could listen to them. Yeah. Oh, oh records. You don't know school. how those work, do you? I'll show you. <laughs> you've Ew. probably never even heard of records. Am I right? Let me introduce you to them. Yeah. Check it out. introduce you to the concept of Oh, there's nowhere to sit in this room except my bed, so. It's <laughs> <Except> my lap. <laughs> it's, my, it's my big lap. <laughs> Uh, mind the bulge uh, illegal illegal and that's grooming and that's grooming (laughs) in case you're wondering how to do it (laughs) in case you're wondering how not to refer to it on the internet right right what it is and what it isn't what it is and is not because education is not grooming i'm going to tell you yeah (laughs) being a librarian and recommending a book right not grooming what is grooming is inviting someone into your home in, to listen yeah, to records inviting it is like making a teenager feel super special and then like mm-hmm. easing them into a sexual relationship with you mm-hmm. that's grooming and that's grooming um anyway, do, wait so was lou was lou in a relationship with eva yes ew but why but why I think was she just like I have no other trauma option in Eva's past. That yes, I think so too because to feel like that was as good as she deserved. Yes, yeah, it's the only conclusion I can draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, and then what else happens in this? Well, not book? a lot. That's the problem. Yeah, but I do like feel we've. I think maybe we've talked about it. Before. Yeah, we talked about everything that happens. Yeah, um, we didn't, she do, looks it. At we the didn't body. do like a full chronological thing, but I think everybody's gotten it. Yeah. Look, I'll do well, it really like, fast. We can, really, we can get more into like how they get out of this. Sure. Okay, really quick. This is I'll I'll set it up and then we'll get to like how they get out. Okay. I'll just do it really fast. Okay. 
they did a ski weekend. Yep. Ariel's boyfriend left. She invited Red to stay, to go with them, drive back to give him a ride. They get whited out. They go to the cabin. Lou is there and so is Eva. Um, They're creeped out by them. They, they try to leave. Their leave. car gets pushed in a ravine. They try to leave. They, they don't have the keys to the Jeep. They, Doug wrestles a man. His knee gets hurt. He shoots a guy. The guy is dead. Ariel looks at the body. He died before the shot. Ariel tells everyone. revealed that Red lured them there to frame them for the murder. Um, then um, Red's like, I have to take care of you guys now, I guess. And he and Lou start fighting because Eva says, I called the police. Enough is enough. They're coming in 20 minutes. They start fighting. Ariel uses this moment to get on a snowmobile and go out onto the lake to lure them away from the other two so they can get away. She wipes out because she's going way too fast and she's right next to some black ice and she knows don't go on that. Lou's chasing her. He falls under the water in the black ice. The black ice is spreading. Cracky, cracky, cracky. She runs away, jumps into Doug's arms and then they go home. The cops come and then they go home. It's pretty and much then, it, right? Uh, they share one last sexually charged moment in the car. <laughs> with with Shannon being right like, in front of here Shannon. <laughs> yeah. With Shannon <laughs> and also ran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. There you go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Best thing I can say about this book is that it was short. And that we liked Ariel. And that we liked Ariel. And that like Red was a good villain. Red was a good or not villain, but he was like, like a good. Yeah, he was. He was a boyfriend villain. villain he, he was a good. Yeah, he was a good villain that the main character is attracted to before she finds out. Right, because I thought he was cute. Uh huh. He seemed cute. He had like a boyish charm. Yeah, and he was like nice, he was, like, and... actually nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because that's the thing is that like he is a villain, but not because he's evil, but because he was like going along with this plan by somebody else who was more evil and like was kind of in it too deep. So I think that's like a good type of villain for this kind of book too. Uh-huh. Um, I think we could have punched this book up to be like really good. Because if you give me that concept, you know what I mean? It's like we could we could have made this thing. This would be a good uh, horror movie actually. Or thriller rather. Yeah. I think um, this could be adapted well. Like this could be a good like Netflix original movie. Um, so I think that's uh, that's it. Yeah. That's this book. I don't recommend it. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot it's of other free really books you a, could read. A fun read. No. It was a bit of a slog, even though I liked Ariel. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you. Uh, tell people about our podcast if you want to help us. Mm-hmm. And uh, patreon.com slash teencreeps if you want to support us monetarily. We've got a lot of really cool stuff on there for you. And a very special personalized shout out to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez. Adam Howitz. Amanda K. Amanda Nangle. Amy T. Caitlin L. Carrie Ham. Christina Descaro. Courtney McPhail. Danielle Amana. Danny B. Drew Waranis. Ellie Lagos. Elisa R. Emma. Emma M. Aaron B. Gabriella Santiago. Gabrielle T. Gianna Fernandez. Gwendolyn Ludovic. Hannah L. Jason H. Jeremy Cronk. Jeremy Goodfellow. Marco Pavlicich. Jesse T. Jessica U. Jonathan Venable. Karen Lewis. Kat Miller. Katie Olsner. Keith Anderson. Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Coy, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel Bessert, Rashad B, Randy Klett, 
Rebecca Goss, Rogue Kalahua, Robert F., Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Shannon P., Sylvie T., Victoria Beck, and Victoria Gray. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.